everyone and welcome to Wake Up and Grow. I'm your host, Natalie Bittinger, and today's podcast is titled Lonely Candle. Um, the tea of the day is one that I recently returned to. Um, it's called Passion Fruit. It's a little tart and strong. It goes well either as a hot tea or iced. It's a very bright pink. Um, the scripture I'm going to be reading from is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The world we live in is covered in darkness, and we're seeing a lot of that um, today and with the things that have been happening over the course of the year. Um, There's very much a plethora of evidence of the darkness in our world. We can't pretend that this darkness isn't there. We can't ignore it. It's definitely very present. In one of my recent online class discussions, um, I was posed the question, why do humans fear the dark? Why do our minds think of the worst scenarios when faced with darkness? And my answer to that question, which was asking about the literal absence of light, um, that creates shadow uh, was that from a psychological standpoint we fear the dark because of what it hides from us. Our brains have mechanisms that are there to protect us and fear um, is one of those mechanisms as an innate feeling or emotion uh, that is put in place to protect us from things or places that could potentially harm us. We over the years of humanity have trained ourselves to be cautious and wary of the dark. And I think back to before electricity was invented, before we could light a room with a single flick of a switch or the turning of of a lantern. We were limited by the dark. And that is why horror movies and scary stories that take place in a dark setting frighten us so much because it's almost realistic in that sense. This is also why we steer clear of the streets after nightfall. Crime often hits a peak during nightfall because people, um, they, they use the darkness to hide themselves, to hide what they're doing. But the darkness I'm talking about here isn't the literal absence of the rays of the sun um, that creates shadow. The darkness I'm talking about is the presence of sin and evil. And that's what this darkness is in terms for us Christians. It is the presence of sin and evil. So why does this darkness exist? That may be a question you're asking yourself along your walk with Christ, and 
sin, if you read Genesis in the beginning of our story, sin entered the world when Adam and Eve followed their own will instead of God's, putting themselves higher than he. And evil followed that in the form of Satan's temptations taking root and then being acted upon um, with our hearts and our actions. And this sin and evil is what um, causes the darkness to spread. So why doesn't God just snap his fingers and get rid of the darkness? Well, because he gave us free will and a choice. That choice we make is either light producing or darkness producing. And because we have that choice, that's what makes the choice to follow Christ, the choice to be light producing so much greater. Another reason God wouldn't just snap his fingers and whisk away all of the dark is it makes the light shine brighter in the darkness. It's more noticeable. As an example, as an analogy, if you were to take a flashlight, it doesn't have to be a very powerful one, but if you were to take a flashlight and turn it on in a bright and lit room, you're not going to see that beam very well, or if at all. Versus when you take it into a very dark room, you know, shut all the doors, uh, but cover all the windows, pull the curtains, and shut off the lights, you're going to see that flashlight beam and anything it illuminates. Our faith grows stronger when we face trials, just like the light from that flashlight is brighter in the darkness when it is surrounded by darkness. And these trials teach us to lean more on God, who is the source of that light, and thus he shines brighter in us to others. And this gives us the opportunities to share our faith with the people around us. We are the hands and the feet of God, taking his light out into the world so that others can feel its warmth and use it to light their dark paths. Being the hands and feet of God means we take action. If you're looking at it with literal terms of hands and feet, your hands and feet don't just hang out there on your body. They do things. They, Your hands, they allow you to pick things up. They allow you to move things. And they're part of a communication as well. Not just for those who use sign language, but we, those of us who are hearing and don't, some of us talk with our hands. I do. We make gestures and we, we point others a certain way. Our feet, they keep us balanced and they take us places. Our feet are our anchor, in a sense. They keep us on the ground and they, they let us know by texture where we're standing. And so being the hands and feet of God is uh, seen through us pointing others in his direction and showing others what it means to be balanced and standing firm in God. 
this passage of scripture, Matthew, uh, the one I read at the beginning, I've always had this image in my head of a lone messenger walking through a dark woods, holding a single candle, headed towards a village that is dark, but leaving a kingdom that is full of light. And I, I just kind of want to dive a little into that and kind of tell you what it means to me in reference to us being the light of the world. So imagine you are this messenger, uh, one of many of the messengers of God's kingdom who he has sent out with a single candle. And that candle you're going to use to bring the light from God's kingdom to the people who dwell outside of his kingdom in that village. And the path you're going to follow, the only path that is there, will take you through a dark and dangerous woods, where it will be difficult to find other messengers. You may see the flames of their candles flickering off in the distance, and you may even hear their footsteps, but you have your path and they have theirs, and they may cross from time to time, but you can't leave your path. Some of the messengers you come across will be frauds, claiming to carry the king's light, but the light they carry is not from his kingdom and does not truly satisfy the needs of God's people who you're trying to give the true light to. You will run into trouble along your way, there will be thieves and murderers lying in wait just off your path, just in the shadows on the outside of that ring of light that your candle gives off. And they seek to steal your light and destroy you to make a mockery of the king. There will be moments along your journey when you want to turn back or just lie down and give up, but don't. The mission that God has sent you on is vital. The light you hold, that little flame on your candle, will restore the life to the people outside of the kingdom, saving many. So lift your candle high, trust in the path that the king has set before you, know that he has never left your side and is guiding you the whole way. And once you reach the people who are in need of God's light, then you must fill their needs with that light. Show them the love, the joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control of God's character. Show them how this light that you hold and that has been given to you through mercy and grace can cleanse and purify them from their sins if all they do is ask. Show them how they can then spread this light to others that are in need of it. So, okay, Natalie, you, you've clearly shown us that you have a, a very wild and colorful imagination. Now we're suddenly in a dark woods holding a candle. But how do we do that here? How do I do that in my home, in my community, in my city, in my state? How do I accomplish that in 2020? I think the first thing we have to do is know God's light for ourselves. If we don't know this light, how do we expect ourselves to take it and give it to other people? 
and the light, the, the message that we are given to spread to those around us is God's holy word, is the message of salvation through his son Jesus. Knowing his word will help us when we face the false prophets who will try to twist and manipulate God's word in our ears. But if we know his word, if we read the scriptures, um, commit them to memory, and as it's said, hide them and guard them in our hearts, then we will know when we are dealing with a false prophet and we can use the knowledge that we have to turn them away and deflect their lies. I think another important thing to know in regards to the light and the message that God is sending us out with is to know the vitality of this message. The message of salvation through Jesus Christ, knowing how important it is in your own life, will help you know and understand how important it is to let others know and giving them the same chance that you have. And this knowledge, it, it will spur you on and give you a heart that yearns for others, those who don't have Christ to receive him. There have been several instances where you know, I'll just be kind of lost in my own thoughts and uh, the name of a, f a good friend of mine or someone that I know and love um, will just pop in my head. And then um, amongst all of my rambling thoughts, I'll remember they're not a Christian. And then my heart aches because I know that I am. And if we were both to die today, I wouldn't see them ever again. And that that breaks my heart. And I, I thank God for that break because that means he can use me, if it is in his will, he can use me to show them his light and to help them understand the importance of salvation through Jesus Christ. Another important way that we can prepare to spread this light that God has given us is through prayer. We need to pray that God would prepare us for the journey he's about to send us on with his message, with his light. Um, we need to pray that he'll prepare our hearts, mind, body, and soul for the challenges we're going to face. That we will face challenges. We're heading into a world covered in darkness. And this darkness, its one goal is to put out the flame that we're holding. And so we need to be emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually prepared to face the challenges that will try and squelch and put out the flame. I think we also need to prepare to pray that God would equip us with the skills and wisdom that we'll need to present that light to those we encounter. We can't go out into the world um, with this light, knowing that, that the world itself is trying to put out. We can't go out there and hide it. We can't just cover it. We have to present it boldly to the people we encounter. And so what we need in order to do this are God's wisdom and the talents or skills that he gives to each and every one of us individually to do that effectively.
so that not only will we be bold in our faith and um, unquestioning in our standing, but so that with those skills and talents and the wisdom that he bestows upon us, others can see that light and receive it. I think another thing we need to pray for is a heart that is full of compassion and love for the people we encounter. Hate does not combat hate. Love combats hate and puts a stop to it. Hate just fuels the fire. I'm seeing a lot of that with these riots that are going on. And it's heartbreaking. I don't want to get a whole lot into it right now because I'm kind of saving that for another episode. But when we react to hate with hatred and anger and fear, there's no progress being made. However, when we react with love and kindness, it's something people do not expect. And that will stop them in their tracks. That will open their eyes and make them pay attention. It... They... They will stop and listen because they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I showed you hatred. Why aren't you showing that back? Why are you showing me this kindness and love? And so I think it's so very important that our hearts be filled with kindness and love and compassion when we set out into the world to spread this light that God has given to us because that is the best tool to use when trying to let others see that they need to receive Christ. So I'm actually going to close with another scripture that I ran into this morning during my devotionals. Um, it's Ezekiel 14, 21 through 23. And it reads, For thus says the Lord God, How much more when I send upon Jerusalem my four disastrous acts of judgment, sword, famine, wild beasts, and pestilence, to cut from it man and beast. But behold... Some survivors will be left in it, sons and daughters who will be brought out. Behold, when they come out to you, and you see their ways and their deeds, you will be consoled for their for the disaster that I have brought upon Jerusalem, for all that I have brought upon it. They will console you when they see their ways and their deeds, and you shall know that I have not done without cause that I have done it, declares the Lord. So what I have written out here to the side... Um, in my Bible is people are going to come out of these times looking for answers and relief. It is your job, your lifelong job, to show them Christ who is the answer and the relief. We are going through some very tough times as a nation, as as a planet, and there's going to be disastrous things like it mentioned here. I personally believe we've just gone through the pestilence, which is diseases and this pandemic with COVID-19. And there are going to be people who come out of that looking for answers. And Jesus is that answer. Jesus is the light that will pierce through the darkness that we are in right now. So it's our job as Christians to point them in his direction, to live out his ways in our lives. We are to be 
Christ to them. We are to show them how he lived, why he died, and why they need to know him before he comes back again. And so I kind of have a challenge um, for you that I'll also partake in. Because I think I most definitely need to, to keep this fresh on my mind. So my challenge is write down a list of people or groups of people, if the list would be incredibly long, that you know need God's light and need the salvation of Christ and pray for them by name, asking that if it is God's will that he would use you to bring his light, to bring the salvation to them. I again want to thank you for listening and remind you that episodes are released bi-weekly every other Monday. Go give Wake Up and Grow a follow on Instagram at WUGPOD, that's W-U-G-P-O-D, and go find us on Facebook at Wake Up and Grow. I'm Natalie Bittinger, and this has been Wake Up and Grow.